the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome. You are listening to Hope and Faith Ministry, a broadcast of the historic People's Baptist Church in Boston, New England's oldest African-American church. Hope and Faith Ministry features the inspirational sermons of my father, Dr. Wesley Roberts, Senior Pastor at People's Baptist Church. We're so glad you're here. Dr. Roberts has a powerful message of hope and love for your life and mine. Now enjoy this broadcast of Hope and Faith Ministry, brought to you from People's Baptist Church of Boston. The title of the message today is, Look at the Possibilities. Look at the Possibilities. Joni Erickson was a beautiful teenage young woman, full of energy, enthusiasm, and bright dreams for the future. She pictured an exciting life for herself in the years to come. And she had every reason to think those dreams would come true. But in an instant, all that changed. A diving accident left her a quadriplegic for life, paralyzed from the neck down. When Joni was injured, she faced tremendous challenge. She could withdraw emotionally, curse God, wallow in self-pity, and put her family or let her family take care of her for the rest of her life. Or she could give praise to God, determine to make her life count, and set out to discover how he wanted to use her in spite of her disability. The challenge was before her, and the choice was hers alone. She accepted the challenge, and God cleansed her spirit of the bitterness, the anger, and the self-pity that could have destroyed her completely. And in their place, he gave her love, joy, hope, and faith. He also gave her the ability to communicate powerfully these same qualities to millions of people around the world in a most remarkable ministry. And she is still alive, not in the best of health now, but um, we have heard her here in Boston uh, on some occasions. Jesus presented a similar challenge to many people during his earthly ministry. And one such story is found in John chapter 15, which was read for us. One day, Jesus met a man who had been invalid for 38 years. And we read in 
the, in, in the, on the story in John 5, verses 2 through 5, inside the city, near the sheep gate, was a pool of Bethesda with five covered porches, crowds of sick people, blind, lame, or paralyzed, lay on the porches. One of the men lying there had been sick for 38 years. Now, John tells us that a great many of the disabled people in Jerusalem used to gather uh, this particular pool on a daily basis. Crippled people, blind people, paralyzed people, emaciated and dejected, huddled in pitiful groups. The bitter and the hopeless rubbed shoulders with the weak and the dying. The people were all hoping to get into the pool when the water was stirred so that they could be healed. Jesus saw a crippled man there And we don't know why he chose to speak to this particular man. But he said to him, do you want to get well? Instead of saying, yes, I I do, the man immediately began to complain about uh, his sad condition. Look at um, John 5, verses 6 and 7. When Jesus saw him and knew he had been ill for a long time, He asked him, would you like to get well? I can't, sir, the sick man said, for I have no one to put me into the pool when the water bubbles up. Someone else always gets there ahead of me. Now, little did the man know that the one who asked the question could change his situation. The crippled man, man's reply reveals three mistakes in his thinking which all of us need, which all of us make today. The first mistake was that he judged the present by the past. He judged the present by the past. The man's reply to Jesus was logical. Except for one thing, he left God out of the picture. You see, God is not limited by the past. He's not limited by our past experiences as a, as, a, as a people. No matter how many disappointments and failures we may have had in the past, no matter how much we have been dehumanized and traumatized by this society, no matter how we have been denied opportunities to better ourselves and to be treated equally, no matter the limitations that have been placed on us, economic, social, educational, political, when Jesus comes on the scene, everything must change. I can well understand the attitude of the, of the crippled man. So when you have been shoved aside year after year and neglected by those who uh, could help you, you get discouraged. You come to the conclusion that you'll never get any better, that things will never change. But this attitude was a mistake. So Jesus, the Son of God, the Almighty Creator of the universe, 
had the power to change this man's situation as helpless and hopeless as it may have seemed to him. And he did. He said to the man in verses uh, 8 and 9, Jesus told him, stand up, pick up your mat and walk. Instantly the man was healed. He rolled up his sleeping mat and began walking. He said the man obeyed and was cured, healed. Nothing paralyzes or lies like the attitude that things can never change. A couple is having marital difficulties. Love has turned to resentment. The memory of past hurts is so painful that one assumes the other can never change. And the result is separation or divorce. A family member, a friend, or a fellow Christian has hurt you badly, and you give up entirely on them. So when you've been hurt again and again by someone, you have difficulty believing they can change. But we need always to remind ourselves that God can change people and he can change circumstances. God can heal broken relationships in spite of the past. God can heal the wounds of betrayal and disappointment which we carry around with us. God can forgive sin and put new power into lives that seem to be utterly be utter failures. God can move into a difficult situation and turn seeming failure into success or into victory. God can turn sorrow into joy, trials into triumphs. God can make a difference in any situation in which we find ourselves. For us to judge the present by the past is to limit God. For us to limit ourselves in the present by what has happened in the past is to accept defeat. It is to deny the power of God to change circumstances. The second mistake the crippled man made was seeing the problems and not the possibilities or seeing the problems and not the possibilities. Listen to the man's answer in, in verse 7. Sir, the invalid replied, I have no one to help me into the pool when the water is stirred. While I'm trying to get in, someone else goes down ahead of me. But Jesus didn't ask the man what his problem was. He asked him what his desire was. Do you want to get well? Perhaps this is what separates the optimist from the pessimist. See, the optimist sees possibilities and the problems, and the pessimist uh, sees problems in the possibilities. One sees the opportunities, the other sees the obstacles. But the real basis of optimism is faith. 
So when you bring God into the picture, even the greatest problems become great potentials for blessings. So when you bring God into the picture, you find somehow good will come in spite of the most difficult of circumstances that you're facing. Dr. Norman Vincent Peale tells a story of a man named Walter Harter. As a young man, Walter lived in a small town in Pennsylvania. It was during a recession in the economy, and uh, Walter was without a job. But Walter was an optimist who believed that if you have faith, nothing is impossible, even finding a job during a recession. So he went to the local telephone company office and asked for a New York City Yellow Pages directory. In looking through the directory, he found a drugstore chain with 393 stores in the New York area. He started writing letters to each store manager asking for a job. Not one reply came back from his 393 letters. And so he decided to go to New York. The first store manager he visited was a sympathetic man who explained that all the applications were sent to the personal office on Park Avenue. When Walter arrived at the personal office, it was filled with people looking for jobs. He went up to the desk and announced, my name is Walter Harter, I'm from Pennsylvania. He got no further. Come this way, the secretary said with a smile. Inside the office, a man was sitting behind a a huge desk. When he was informed of Walter's identity, his face lit up. They're all here, he said, pointing to the stack of letters, all 393 of them. And he said, I knew that someday you would walk through that door. Walter started working that afternoon. And in time, he became a store manager and later an executive. He succeeded because he had faith in God, which allowed him to see possibilities in the difficult situation he was facing. So whether we like it or not, outlook determines outcome. If we see only the problems, we will be defeated. But if we see the possibilities in the problems, then we can have success, we can have victory. God took Moses' stammering lips and made the Bible's greatest orator out of him. God took Peter's misdirected courage and zeal and transformed him into a soul-winning preacher. And God took this crippled man at the pool of Bethesda and transformed him into a whole human being. God can take any of us, no matter how discouraged and defeated we may be, and make out of us something wonderful. But the third uh, mistake the crippled man made was seeing what he didn't have rather than what he did have seeing what he didn't have rather than what he did have. See, God always starts with what we have 
before he gives us what we, what we need. He took Moses' rod and uh, David's sling and Peter's boat and did marvelous things. And he can take what you have and use it to transform your life. So what did a crippled man have? He had a crippled body. But he also had faith to believe that he could be healed if he managed to get into the water. No doubt his faith grew stronger every time he saw someone healed and weaker when he found himself left behind again. Faith is one thing that God requires if he's going to work miracles in our lives and on our behalf. Look at what uh, Hebrews has to say about faith in Hebrews 11 verses 1 and 2. To have faith is to be sure of the things we hope for, to be certain of the things we cannot see. It was by their faith that people of ancient times won God's approval. And verse 6, no one can please God without faith. Whoever comes to God must have faith that God exists and rewards those who seek him. Now, the great heroes of the Bible were heroes not because of their talents or their personalities, but because of their faith. You see, if you have trusted Jesus Christ as your Savior, then you already have faith. So instead of complaining about what you don't have, start with what you do have, your faith in Jesus Christ, and let that faith lay hold of the promises of God. So often we overlook this tremendous thing called faith. We try to change situations in and with our own strength and wisdom only uh, to see those situations get worse. If only we could turn ourselves and our problems over to the Lord and trust him to work in our situation, we would discover what wonderful changes he can make. There are many people who have faced difficult obstacles, and yet they have overcome them through faith in God, through faith in Jesus Christ. So Jesus commanded the man at the pool to get up and walk. Now it sounds ludicrous, doesn't it? If the man could walk, he would not have lain there for 38 years. What was the point of telling the man to do something that everyone knew he couldn't do? The lesson here for us is this. The Lord never gives a command that we ourselves can fulfill by ourselves. But he also never commands us to do anything that he himself cannot perform in us and through us. He makes available to us all of the power of his ability when he commands so we can obey and do what seems impossible. With this command ringing in his ears, the crippled man had to decide what he was going to do. The onus was on him to to obey. 
he decided that he wanted to get well, so he chose to allow God's power to work in his body. He did what he was told. He stood up, grabbed his bedroll, and began to walk. This man who had not walked for 38 years could have argued, but I can't stand up. I can't walk. Faith never says, I can't. Faith says, I can. See, I'm sure that many of you have situations that you would like to see changed. But do you have faith to believe that God can change those situations for you? Do you believe that God can open doors for you which no one can close? Do you believe that God has the power now to work in your life? in such a way as to bring blessings, uh, not only to yourself, but to others. Perhaps you have been wrapped up in your problems that you haven't been able to see the possibilities in the problems. Jesus Christ comes to us today and asks whether or not we want to be made whole. We can respond with a complaint, or an excuse and miss the miracle that God wants to perform. Or you can respond with faith and experience the power of God. God may not give us an instant solution as he did the crippled man at Bethesda. But he'll begin to work in our life and lead us to victory eventually. All we have to do is to trust him and be patient. With God, all things are possible. There's nothing too hard for him to do. All we have to do is to trust him. If we trust him, he will perform miracles in our lives. If we trust him, he will make a way where there is no way. If we trust him, he will open doors of opportunity for us that we can't even imagine. If we trust him, he will cause everything to work together for our good. If we trust him, it does not matter what circumstances we have to face. Everything will be all right, ultimately, because he is God and he can do all things. So we can say in faith, come what may, come sickness, come poverty, come sorrow, come tribulation, come tears, come death. We have nothing to fear, for God is able to do exceedingly abundantly more than we could ever ask or imagine. With this faith, we can lean heavily on the everlasting arms of God. With this faith, we can kneel patiently at the foot of the cross. And with this faith, we can stand firmly upon the solid rock of truth. With this faith, we can walk calmly through the valley of the shadow of death. And we, have to, we don't have to fear anything. With this faith, we can bow reverently before the throne of God and wait expectantly for the answer to our prayers. My brothers and sisters, faith in God is strong enough to dissolve your doubts, to satisfy your longings, to dry your tears, 
to brighten your days, to supply your needs, to enrich your life, and to reward your labors. Only believe. Only believe. All things are possible. Only believe. Amen. Thank you for joining us here at Hope and Faith Ministry, a broadcast of the historic People's Baptist Church in Boston. We pray that you have been touched and inspired by today's message. People's Baptist Church is a Christ-centered, caring church located at 134 Camden Street at the corner of Camden and Tremont Streets. Our Sunday services are at 8 a.m. and at 1045 a.m. You can reach us at 617-427-0424. Come visit us in person or on the web at www.pbcboston.org. And tune in every Saturday morning at 1030 for another inspiring message of hope and faith. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.